Hello everyone, just before we get started with the podcast, Grand Old Team has proudly partnered with Beast Gear. They want to become your go-to for fitness gear and their mission is to offer the highest quality kit to enable customers of all fitness levels to train to their full potential. No matter who you are or where you are on your training journey, Beast Gear wants you to feel like part of their tribe. I personally use their weightlifting straps and barbell pad when I'm in the gym and can vouch for the quality of the product and the customer service that they provide. When I recently purchased the straps, I even got sent a written guide on how to use and look after my kit properly. See, Beast Gear aren't a huge corporation. They're a small family business who actually care about your experience. So if you're in the market for anything to help with your strength and fitness goals, head over to www.beastgear.co.uk and use the code TOFFEES10 for a 10% discount to beast your goals. And now Horn. Stewart wants it. And looks for Emma Ketchy. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Grand Old Team Podcast. I'm Adam, five changes from Sam Allardyce results in a 5-1 defeat down south. A lack of effort and an inability to do what Swansea City did in the week. Plus, was that the worst Everton debut ever from Mangala? And I see that Luckman doesn't seem to be suffering from a massive culture shock that is Germany. All this and more in the Grand Old Team Podcast, unfortunately. So hello then and welcome back to the Grand Old Team Podcast. Thank you for, for joining us. Uh, Everton have been beaten 5-1, as you heard in the intro there, by Arsenal. A, a terrible, terrible performance. And to look back on this, I'm, uh, I'm joined by the ever-present, my uh, Grand Old Team comrade, Groucho. Um, Grouch, uh, first question, are you drinking? No, not tonight. I picked a, what a night not to have a pint, eh? Are you tempted to drink a lot? <sighs> Yeah, I might make up for it tomorrow. Yeah. Shall we yeah. both drive to like where would be where would be the easiest? To, I reckon I could get to Runcorn in an hour. Should we Should we do that? Should we meet in Runcorn <laughs> and just get absolutely sure. whammoed? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think rather rather than football tonight, should we talk about Indian food? Yeah. Uh, well, I've had uh, well, I've had Chinese food. So. Oh, I had a, I had a vindaloo. Oh, a vindaloo! You brave yeah. man. Well, yeah, it was. It it did turn out on the outside, like so. Uh, yeah. Oh, good. Uh, well, yeah, I had, I had, cha- I had went out at half time and got Chinese. Uh, basically, I was saying to Molly, I didn't, you know, I'm trying to eat well at the moment, and um, she's like, oh, I really fancy the Chinese. And then I was buckling, and then the second one went in, and I just said, shouted, let's go to Chinese. So uh, uh, yeah, Don't it made me feel it. better. So I spent a lot of this, well, at least 15 minutes of the second half, 20 minutes of the second half eating Chinese. So it did feel slightly better. Did you have your vindaloo bef- during? Or after? No, af- after all, almost. I-, I-, I glazed over after the third goal. Did you? Was, yeah, uh, no, yeah I-, we... I can't even think of one positive. No. Um, the changes then, that- that's where we'll start. Um, I'll tell you what, mm. I'll just give you my thoughts and then you can mm-hmm. tell me whether you agree or disagree. Um, I am utterly bemused why 
we've made well, five changes after beating um, Leicester. I mean, that was the first win since I think Swansea, which was like December the seventeenth or eighteenth yeah. or whatever. You know, you you get you, you win a game, and I, I thought with Sam Allardyce, Grouch, and this is the the one thing that I think people who listen to this podcast frequently will will, will rightly remember that me and you gave him the benefit of the doubt. I yeah. think. Uh, and I'm going to blow smoke up our arse a little bit. I think we're, me and you are quite good at that. You know, we, we do send... We're not like the type of supporters that overreact, and we do try and be balanced, and that's some, I think, the feedback that we get, which is great, and we should always try and do that. But I thought with Allardyce when he came in, you know, he would, he would make us this... He, he was a simplistic manager. He'd get the basics right. He continued to do them, and we'd 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 at least you know know where we were going and have everything settled you know there might be a few bumps along the way but that's because we've got maybe some poor footballers within the side but on the whole things would stay the same and we know what we were getting we we don't see that do we no uh, and and chopping and changing the side every five minutes isn't doing anyone any one player doesn't know what the next one's doing because there's no continuity um this is sort of what the pitfall Ronald Koeman fell into, wasn't it? It right. was like a completely different side every single game. And it, it you look at us in 04-05 when they got to um, fourth in the league. The, the side just, it was pretty much the same team week in, week out. Each man knew the job. You knew what the next fellow was going to do, uh, the fellow next team was going to do. And, and it... There's no continuity whatsoever. I think it, it's daft. I think what we'd been better doing was just picking the same team uh, for four or five matches, accepting that maybe, OK, it might not go to plan at first because they need to get used to each other. And, and, and you know, take that on the chin. And hopefully they gel. Just pick your best team. But it, it's it's not really happening like that, is it? You know, it's like you say, each game is different. We just one two one. And then there's, there's a load of changes. Now, he's he, he on to a new signing, uh, the, what, what was his name? Mangala. Um, Mangala, into the side. Okay, yeah, he's a left side of player, but then goes and sticks Martina on the left as well. Um, it's almost as if they'd gone, was sort of five at the back, wasn't it, really? Yeah, it was. Um, ultra defensive against Arsenal, uh, in almost the way that it left. Uh, he left Coleman out again, didn't he? Maybe understandable, but then I wouldn't say fitness was an issue for him because he was still legging it up and down the pitch in the 90th minute against Leicester. Yeah. Okay, it's almost though by leaving him out and taking Walcott off, he's gone, uh, we're not winning this one. So it's almost like it's back to those uh, expected losses again, which no one was really happy about. It, it, obviously, he's seen today's game is that rather than set us out maybe go and have a go I'm not saying go man to man uh, with Arsenal because I don't think we'd, we'd come off well there but then whatever we tried today didn't work at all did he? No uh, well he said after that you know I can I think to paraphrase him he said um, I can doesn't matter what systems or tactics I implement um, you know, when when I don't get the effort from the players, um, you know, and, and they don't do what we say we they I want them to do. There's not a lot that I can do. So he's he's putting the blame there solely on the players. Now here's the thing for me: they have to take some responsibility for that because they were very very poor today. Um, I think you'll agree with me, mate. There was a there was a real lack of effort. But just before we go on to that, because I do want to talk to you about that. But just going back again, you know, the thing that confuses me is he did go with five at the back 
back to start off with. And, and to a certain extent, you know, with the fact that we played with the, kind of the, the pace of the front three in, in, um, in Wolcott and Balassi either side, you know, you kind of thought, well, what we'll do is we'll sit in and hopefully get the ball forward efficiently and those players can kick it and run into space. Okay, great. You know, and then we can ask uh, Arsenal a few few problems there. But to go with a back five with a lad who hasn't played a lot recently for City, Mangala, to put him in straight away and he, he doesn't look that good anyway, to do that and then to do it against Arsenal when you, you can't have coached that, it's mental. I can't work it out. And this is what I don't understand. If Martinez would have done that, I'd have got it because Martinez, well, you know, no, sorry, he's a bad example. If Kuman would have done that, I'd have got it because that was the way Kuman was. You know, I think he was very instinctive and he'd just do things. But with Allardyce, I thought the whole idea of Sam Allardyce was that he would shore things up and he would he would get a bit of continuity. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely, yeah. You, <laughs> I completely agree on that one, yeah. I mean, I, I just assumed that when he came in, we were going to have the same formation you know, naively maybe four four two, um, and just shut up shop. Yeah. Uh, similar to the way that Moyes had us playing at a certain point. You know, shut up shop and and then get the ball and then go forward and score. Um, but obviously that's not what's happened. And just going back to the the, the earlier point there, yeah, the players do have to take some responsibility. You can't pin it all on the manager. I don't think if they're going out there and not trying. There's very little a manager can do with that, and why should he? Why should he get the blame for that? You know, there's only so much he can do from the touchline. He can prepare them. He can, uh, you know, set out the tactics and all that. But the people on the pitch have to take equal responsibility if they're not putting the effort in, which they didn't today, did they? Not one bit. Uh, you know, Morgan Schneiderlin's being sort of the. Uh, not necessarily whipping boy, but you know he's he, he's got he got quite a bit of flack for not trying, and you know yeah. rightly so, especially lately. Um, I, I don't know what the answer is to that one. How do you motivate millionaires? It goes back to that question, doesn't it? Yeah. Are they not trying because they know Sam Allardyce isn't going to be there, so you know they're not bothered? Who knows? Or do they just but, not want to be there? It's um. You know, and, and uh, it, right, okay, so you, you are right, Grouch, to say that there's only so much you can do from the sidelines, and, and obviously I agree with you on that. But one thing he can do as a manager is stop picking players that don't care. And Morgan Schneidlin mm. is one of those players. He evidently doesn't care. There's a clip going round. I think it's the second half. I think it's Ramsey's goal where he is literally just strolling around. He's just um, jogging, yeah. He's just jogging, and he literally, like, it's... It's the kind of it's the way I used to play on a Sunday when my team were getting absolutely battered, like twelve 0 against yeah. the team three leagues above us, uh, you know, that were just far superior yeah. to us, and, and I was like hanging from drinking three bottles of cider the <laughs> night before. It's that kind of thing where you know when you can't be asked, it's cold, and you just want the ref to blow up. But the difference oh, yeah. is there is Morgan Schneidlin's paid 80 grand a week or 100 grand a week, whatever yeah. he's on at Everton. It's completely unacceptable, mate. It really is. And you know what? You saw Swansea found a formula to beat Arsenal. Um, what they did, what they did do in the week is they, um, you know, they 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 worked out what it was that, that needed to happen. And obviously, the first thing they got locked down, and it looks like they've got this under Carvajal now. If I said his surname right, their new, their new manager is a bit of application <laughs> and desire. And um, we've just we've just not seen that, mate, and it, and it's unforgivable for me. It yeah. really is. Yeah, don't forget, Swansea beat Liverpool as well not too long ago. 
I know. Well, yeah, what I, I don't get about Schneiderlin, for example, is look how good he was last year. And then this season, different player altogether. Well, Farley said the same thing, didn't he? He said, you know, you, you uh, sometimes you, you can't. He kind of said you can't put your, your finger on it sometimes, and it mm. just it just kind of happens. But he obviously being an ex-pro, you know, they always seem to stop one short of um, accusing players of, of giving up and throwing the yeah. towel in but I'm starting to now think well I don't know what it is with him you know oh, yeah yeah I, I mean know. whatever the ins and outs of that training ground spat is we'll, we'll probably never know we'll be one of them owned up to it one of them said absolutely not I had nothing to do with it so um, one of them's being shipped out but yeah why if he, if they're going to send Adam Ola Luckman on loan regardless of whether it was against the best wishes or not if they wanted to keep him and he wanted football, he should have just said, yeah, you're going to be in the side so you don't have to go anywhere. I'm sure he would have said, yeah, okay, I'll play. Yeah. Um, if it's football he wanted. But they persist in picking Snyderlin, who does not care, clearly doesn't care. You know, how many other ones you could say, I don't know. It's not working out for Michael Keane, is it? It just doesn't work for him really full stop since he's come in. No. It, it, Allardyce doesn't seem to fancy him. And to be honest with you, he hasn't really done anything to... to, to to Warren's being picked all the time anyway. Sadly, I thought he was going to be a great player, but um, it, it exasperated, especially after today's performance, well, non-performance, really. Mm. I would... I I, who have we got next? I forget now. Um, we've got... We've got Palace next to own. Is that right. the one? I mean, yeah, I think someone will... I, I, I think it's that one anyway. I think I looked on you my see, calendar. There's one, one way of looking at it is saying, you know, yeah, okay, we should beat them, and we should, let's be honest. Yeah. But you do go into it now thinking, will we? Really? Who knows, you know? Yeah. So, uh, no, it's... Uh, oh, clearly, it's not as worrying the time as it was when uh, we last played Arsenal and got beat 5-2 and were in the bottom three. But I think there's still a hell of a long way to go. Yeah, I think you're right. We've got um, Palace on Saturday the tenth, and then Watford to come, which is a, you know, these are these are big games for us now. And then we've got Burnley at the start of the month, and Brighton, and then Stoke. So there are next five fixtures, and and you would have to look and say we we have to get as many points from them as possible because then mm. after that, you know, you've got the likes of, of City and, and Liverpool, and you know that that's not not easy. Let's just take a quick break, and then we'll be back for part two. As you'll have heard at the start of this podcast, we at Grand Old Team have partnered with Beast Gear, who want to become your go-to for fitness gear. And their mission is to offer only the highest quality kit to enable customers of all fitness levels to train to their full potential. Beast Gear aren't a huge corporation. They're a small family business who actually care about your experience. So if you're in the market for anything to help with your strength and fitness goals, head over to www.beastgear.co.uk and use the code TOFFEES10 for a 10% discount to beast your goals. Now back to the show. Read a couple of comments from the forum. Uh, Lob says it was after the first tonking by Arsenal that Kuman got sacked. So let's hope that this is the same again. I can't see Allardyce getting can't sacked. See, I can't see him going anywhere before the end of the season. Neither can I. And he goes on to say, though, Lob does that. It's going to be a very, it's going to be very painful again for Mashiri to take, and especially uh, with the tanking, uh, with the with the taking no responsibility and deflecting all the blame onto the players, making five completely unnecessarily over. 
overly defensive and defeative type changes and bringing a massive imbalance to a team that has just comfortably won against um, Leicester uh, was extremely poor. Um, Hillside Blue says um, Mangala is undoubtedly terrible but got to feel so, some sympathy for him being thrown into this after probably just one training session. Poor management again. That's a really good point, you know. Again, it's mm-hmm. that... I think that's fair enough, yeah. Yeah, it's that... Um, it's that whole thing of, like, you're going with a back five at Arsenal against the side... Mm. You've got a Bamiang's just come in. They're, they're looking for a response. They play at home this fast-flowing attacking football anyway. They zip the ball around incredibly quick. You've got to be a really good, disciplined... Um, uh, uh, well-drilled, well-organised defence to cope with that because you've got to know where your teammates are, Grouch. You know yourself, you know, when you've mm-hmm. played football in the past, the ball moves around. You've got to know where the other lads are around you. Mm-hmm. You've got to all know what your roles are and who you're picking up and mm-hmm. where you're supposed to go. And I just can't... Making that many personnel changes and going with a back five, it's fucking mental. I can't get yeah, my head it around it. It just, It's mm. just weird, mate. Uh, what did you make to Jordan Pickford? <clears throat> Um, well, I know we'd let five in, but I mean, <laughs> it's, it's he must think he's back at Sunderland at some yeah. stages. Uh, I think it, it'd be a bit wrong to, to place blame on him. I mean, you can a goalkeeper's only as good as the defence, aren't they? As the old saying goes, I mean, if he's going to get peppered with shots like that against a side like Arsenal, I mean, goals are going to go in. Yeah, you know, there's, there's only so. I mean, he's a good goalkeeper. He's not superhuman, but <laughs> you know, it's uh, thoroughly depressing, isn't it? What's that there today? Where do we go from here? Seriously, like, I, I, oh. you, you just know, get it's... through this season, I suppose. Um, yeah, whether Allardyce is here or not. Um, I suppose the signs at the moment are pointing to not, but who knows? Uh, just get through this season. Ship out as much of the. When I say dead, I don't mean dead, but bad influences. There must be some bad influences in the dressing room stinking it out. I thought it had improved a bit since uh, Morales has gone. Maybe it has. We don't see what goes on in there, do we? But it's. It, it's got to be, rather than change of player personnel, I suppose it needs to be a change of player's attitude. So I'd just get rid of the ones that don't want to be there, get people in who do. Simple as that. Regardless of talent, really. I mean, you could have the best player in the world. If he doesn't want to be there, there's, there's no point. He's just going to... I mean, look at Sanchez in Arsenal. Apparently he was bringing the mood down there, wasn't he? He's gone. And, uh, you know, that well, they, they showed what they can do against us today, but... It's. It, I would just get rid of the ones that don't want to be there. Bring people in who do. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just. I don't know. I'm just so despondent with it now, and just completely mm. lost. Um, I feel as an Evertonian. I'm sure. I'm sure you do. You know. I just. I just don't know where we turn. We had such a, a high in the summer, and we've spent this cash. And I, you know, I'm starting to question Mishiri. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I'm starting mm. to wonder. I bumped into a, a fellow I've gone to Everton with for years. Um, we don't. Mm. We don't go together now so much, but. Um, we used to we used to have a season ticket and sit together from from around here, and we I bumped into him earlier having a coffee, and it, we would say you know he was saying you know just Mashiri just strikes him as somebody who, uh, just maybe doesn't he, you know this is all new to him and he he evidently it's a bit of trial and error and you just hope that the mistakes that he makes aren't too damaging and too detrimental. I saw somebody yeah. tweet grouch that we've gone back fifteen years, and although in in terms of 
off the field, you know, the stadium and, and the financial muscle that we have now, we're obviously superior to where we were fifteen years ago. But but on the pitch, we we certainly have. This is this is really bad now. It's all about Walter Smith on the pitch, isn't it? It is that's, without uh, Walter Smith what, to blame because do you know what I mean. Yeah. Mm. Um, just quickly on Luckman, he scored for Leipzig. Yeah. Tonight, um, mm-hmm. NS No Chris says um, we should have been balls out for Tuchel um, to make a statement that says fuck off to the rest of the league. Instead, we whimpered, pissed our pants and sat in the corner with the old faithful. Um, apologies for the language there. I know that some of you don't like bad language, but um, I feel this. If you're going to listen to this podcast, you probably expected it a little bit, but I will put a little <laughs> caveat in the uh, in the text as well. Um, yeah, did we... Is, is this part of the problem now? What do we do as a club? Because, you know, it's like we're in, not in a position to attract the best talent of Europe yet, but then... You need that talent to progress. You know mm. what I mean? It's like a it, it, catch twenty two. It, it's one of those things, isn't it? Can you you go for the job? No, you need experience. How do you get experience if you can't get the job? You know, it's the same thing, isn't it? How you need to attract these players, but how do you attract these players in your current situation? Mm. You've got, I suppose, in our situation, as much as I hate the idea of it, you've got to throw silly money about. Yeah, um, Man City did it, and some of the ones they bought were dulled at first. Maybe that's what we did this summer. I don't know. Maybe I'm being a bit optimistic or kind. Um, you know, they spent forty-five million on Sigurdsson alone. All right. I mean, I know he's been okay, um, but you know, Michael Keane spent loads of money on him. Not really being that good. So I, I think the, the way out of the situation we're in is throw a bit of money about get get attract them one way or another but make sure that they want to be I'll probably include the manager in that as well does Sam Allardyce really want to be here or does he see, has he seen the final payday I'm not trying to be insulting to him with that but I'm just trying to be realistic it, does he know that he's not going to be here next season or is he genuinely planning for it I think there needs to be some sort of stability at the club. If he's only signed an 18-month contract in the first place, probably unlikely to get extended. You know, when we had Moyes, I'm not saying it was the greatest football in the world at times, but it was at least stability on the pitch and off the pitch as well. I think we're missing a bit of that. I'm not sure it's talent-wise, because obviously the, the talent that we've got in the squad, the players we've got, far better than when Moyes was here. But, you know the attitude is totally different, and I think it it, it it's just that it, it's it's getting people who want to be, getting people motivated, and keeping people happy with a good team spirit. The team that got fourth uh, in oh four oh five, they weren't the greatest players in the world, but they were tight knit. They, they, you know, you could see that it was a good group of players, and I think that's what we miss. We've got all all the talent. But there's no direction, and that direction's got to come from, you know, the captain on the field and also the manager and the coaches off the field. I don't know if there is any direction because I don't really know. Does anyone there know if anyone's going to be there next season or the season after? I don't think that's a recipe for success. No, it's not. Um, it's, it's really not. Just quickly, uh, before we wrap this up, what were your... What were your thoughts? What do you think? In fact, now, what do you think Theo Walcott was thinking as he was uh, walking off the pitch? Uh... Oh, I, I think he probably <laughs> knew he was being saved for the next game at that point. 
Um, what do you think he was thinking about his move to Everton, though? Oh, uh, well, he's probably still happy with it. I mean, his first game was a draw, he got an assist. His second game was a win where he scored two goals. His third game has been a loss. Okay, he must have known we weren't going to win every single game when he came. The fans have been great with him. I don't think he's been taken off for any question of attitude or ability. He probably knows that he's been taken off to save him for the next game because we, by the time he came off, we weren't going to get anything out of the game, were we? Let's be honest. I, I don't think that really would have changed too much with him. I, I think he'll still be okay. And finally, um, do you think it was a case that we were really bad tonight or Arsenal were really good? I'm, I'm going to go with that we were really, really bad more than maybe think, really good. I think we were really bad because I don't think... I mean, Arsenal are good, but uh, with the players that they've got, I don't think you, you, you'd have to be that bad for them to, to give you the mauling, but we were awful and they scored five. You know, that's ten they've put past us this season. <laughs> I know. Oh, I don't know, Ten. Nate. Honestly, I, I don't. And somehow, know. somehow, Uman Ayas has put two past them. One was with his ass, though, wasn't it? And we fell over the ball at Goodison. But yeah, concede. I mean, that's not done our goal difference any favours. No, I, I think was, we have gone down to tenth today, or uh, I don't know. It was Calvert Lewin, mate. You've got the second one. Uh, got the first. Got the one for us. What am I about the second one? Do you know the one for us? Oh, sorry, I thought it was... It, he was there. He was close, oh, to be fair, mate. Ah. He went... Um, yeah, no, he, he did jump with him. And um, and, and Calvert-Lewin, obviously this was, you know, the game was already well gone at this point, but it was Calvert-Lewin yeah. actually who got the, got the head. I thought actually when Calvert-Lewin... I may, I may have glazed was, over on that one, but yeah. Mate, it's understandable. Um, it's really understandable. And, and obviously, you know, just a quick shout out. I know Allardyce picked him out, but I thought that, that Tom Davis was, was, was good when he came on as well. And, yeah, uh, he came on at all. You know, I think again, yeah. that, that says a lot. You know, he's a young lad, he comes on, he's had a bit of stick recently, which is out of order. Please cut mm-hmm. this out. Anybody listening yeah. that wants to get on his back, you know, he's a young lad um and he's and he's also an evertonian and you know we've we've i think sometimes we can be a little bit too harsh on them but anyway he's come out and he's you know he's stuck his chest out and had a go and and tried to make something happen and, and the same with cavett loom when he came on as well so fair play to the young lads um right okay thanks grouch wanted this to be a, a quick one so i can get it up sooner rather than later i don't think we need to, to wax lyrical about um you know just how poor we were i mean there'll be plenty of, of comment on that um and yeah, it's just it's just one of them. I think we just got to move on now to the next one and hope that we get a bit of response for uh, from from the Palace game next weekend. Um, okay, so thank you as ever for listening to the Grand Old Team podcast. Just before I go, just quickly, just a quick mention to our sponsor, Beast Gear. Um, I personally use their weightlifting straps and their barbell pad when I'm in the gym and can vouch for the quality of their products and the customer service that they provide. Um, they're a, a small uh, family-owned business, uh, not one of these big corporations, and they, they genuinely do give you really, really good service when you when you buy from them. So if you're, if you're looking for th- to get in shape or you know you like to go to the gym or, or keep fit or whatever, Beast Gear is the place to go, and we've got a discount code with them. It's Toffees10, and that gets you a 10% discount uh, to beast your goals. So make sure you check www.beastgear.co.uk out i'll leave a link in the description as always thank you for listening to the grand old team podcast really appreciate your support uh, feel
feel free to drop me a message uh, whenever you whenever you want. If you've got any feedback or you want to let us know what we're doing well and what we're not doing so well, it's always great to hear that people are listening. I see that that you know the listener count, and um, so it, it's it's always great to, to know that, that people are enjoying it. Or if there's anything that you think we can improve on, uh, you know, don't don't be shy. Reach out and, and say hello. Um, and me and Groucho will be back for the uh, for the Palace game if, if I don't do it manage to speak to a Palace fan and, and preview um, that before uh, I do start a new job this week so going to be a little bit busy but I, I might try and get one on the line I do know a few of them incidentally from when I used to live in London so um, that might be good and as always once again thank you for listening to the Grand Old Team Podcast it's a Grand Old Team to play for it's a Grand Old Team to support and it you know your history it's enough to